Welcome, everyone. It's my pleasure to introduce the Sound of the Tang Poetry, a series of six special video episodes for the How to Read Chinese Poetry podcast program. The first three of this episode will be presented as Topic Twelve of the podcast under the subtitle of Unlocking the Secret of Tonal Patterning in Chinese Recent Style Poetry. The other three episodes will be presented as topic thirteen, carrying the subtitle "Transcultural Performance of the Tang Poetry." Today we'll get started on topic twelve and devote our attention to tonal patterning in recent style poetry. To begin with, let me explain the term "recent style poetry." It refers to a new kind of poetry that arose during the Tang and distinguishes itself from the pre-Tang. Ancient style poetry, by the deployment of a complex set of tonal as well as other mandatory rules. Recent style poetry is divided by line number into two genres: regulated quatrains, called jueju in Chinese, and the A-line regulated verse, called luisi in Chinese. The two genres, in turn, are each subdivided by per-line character number. Into two, pentasyllabic and heptasyllabic. Tonal patterning has long been shrouded in mystery, and has long been considered unteachable in English or any other Western language. There are two reasons for this. First, tones built in in most Chinese character are viewed by many as the most difficult aspect of Chinese learning. Unravel even. By the difficulty of learning written characters. Second, the existing Chinese method for teaching tonal patterning is no more than a mnemonic aid. It is unanalytical, unnecessarily complex, and heavily dependent on rote memory. If this method is useful only to the Chinese adept at rote memory, it is practically useless. To learners who do not have any or have limited knowledge of Chinese, just take a look at this naming of the four tonal tables. Category one: a pattern that begins with level tones and do not rhyme in the first line. Category two: a pattern that begins with oblique tones and do not rhyme in the first line. Category three. A pattern that begins with level tones and rhyme in the first line, and category four, a pattern that begins with a blick tone and rhyme in the first line. If we take such a long and puzzling line just to translate a tonal pattern's name, who would contemplate teaching Chinese tonal patterning in English? The total neglect of tonal patterning in the English teaching of Chinese poetry is a great shame, as it deprives English readers of a chance to appreciate the fascinating musical beauty of recent style poetry. Arguably, the most privilege of Chinese poetic genres to make tonal patterning effectively teachable. I have developed a simplified, analytical, and comprehensive method. Based on the three rules summarized in English by my teacher, 
Yogongao at Princeton in late 1980s. Over the decades, I have been using and refining this method in my undergraduate teaching, with gratifying result. Almost without fail, most of my students could quickly learn how to construct the two basic tonal patterns on their own. After about half an hour's explanation and practice. Additionally, I presented this method in my edited book, "How to Read Chinese Poetry: A Guided Anthology," with the help of PPT color charts and animation. I believe I can make it even easier and more pleasurable to learn and master tonal patterning in Chinese recent style poetry. In this episode, I will follow a gradualist approach. I will begin by explaining tones in modern and middle Chinese. Next, I will demonstrate how to construct tonal regulated lines. Then, tonal regulated couplets, and finally, tonally regulated quatrains. What are the tones in modern and middle Chinese? There are four tones in modern Chinese. Use the sound ma as example. The first tone ma means mother. Ma means spotted in color. Ma it means horse. Ma means to scold. So one sound with four tones, and you can make a sentence out of it. Mother scolds the spotted horse, but don't be scared of learning Chinese. You don't need to get all the tones correct in order to get yourself understood. Normally, even you mispronounce the tone of one particular word or even more than one word, the contact of speech will give listeners a clue what you mean to say. Another reason you don't have to be scared of learning spoken Chinese is that we have got all the tones, the four tones in English. For instance, use the word "go" as an example. If you put the "go" in a double-syllable word like a golden, and the high-pitched part is the first. Tone in Mandarin, golden. That go is the first tone in Mandarin. Then how about the second tone? That's easier. Will you go? In English, we'll end a general question with a rising tone. That's the rising tone, which is the second tone in Mandarin. Now you have already conquered two tones. In、uh, modern Chinese, then the third tone. The tone is called a falling and rising tone. We don't have many rise, falling and rising tone in American English. But in the affected the British English, they will say, "Well, well." That's a typically a falling rising tone. That's the third tone in Mandarin. And then the last tone is called a falling tone. 
So say in a sentence that uh, like you're very angry, you want somebody to get out, then you say you go. That go is the falling tone, the false tone in Mandarin. So you see, you have conquered all the four tones in Mandarin. Of course, one important thing to remember in English. We have these four tones only in a sentence, but not in an individual word. In Chinese, each character has its designated tones, but in English, we have tones in a sentence. Now let's talk about the use of the tones in recent style poetry. We divide the four tones into two broad categories. The first tone and second tone belong to level tone, consisting of the first and the second tones in modern Chinese. In Chinese, we call the first tone yinping, it means the flat tone, and the second tone we call it yangping, meaning the rising tone. Then the third and the fourth tones form the oblique tone category in recent style poetry. Oblic tones consist of the third and fourth tone in modern Chinese, and the third tone is called the falling rising tone, in Chinese called the shangsheng. And then fourth tone in Chinese is called the qisheng or the falling tone. So in addition to these four tones, the Tang and Song people also use what we call the entering tones, which are preserved in modern Cantonese. Now let me explain the features of entering tones. The entering tones are the tones that, with an unaspirated means unvoiced consonant. There are three subcategory of entering tones, ending respectively with p, t, k. Now let's look at the, the first subcategory, the entering tone that ends with unpronounced p. Let's look at the first character ye, meaning in Mandarin leaves, but it's pronounced in Cantonese and Middle Chinese as yip. And you can hear again yip. In order to get this word out, you have to close your mouth to get the p sound, but you do not pronounce it. The second character is ji, urgent in Mandarin. But when it's pronounced in Cantonese or Middle Chinese, it's pronounced as "gup." In order to pronounce it correctly, you must close your mouth. The mouth in the position of pronouncing "p," but you do not let air coming out of your mouth. That is called unaspirated "p." Let's look at the second subcategory of entering tone. The entering tone that ends with unaspirated "t." And first example is "ye." Depart, but when pronounced in Middle Chinese or Cantonese, it is bit, bit. In pronouncing this word, you end in a position where you are ready to pronounce the consonant t, but you do not pronounce it. You do not let the air come out. So bit. The second example is far, meaning to send out or depart. And it is pronounced in Cantonese as "fat," "fat." 
again, it ends with an unvoiced t. The third category ends with the unaspirated k. The first example is bo, meaning thin, but it's pronounced in Cantonese and Middle Chinese as a bo. Because you ends with an unpronounced k, the sound tend to be, the vowel tend to be short. All the entering tones have rather short vowels. Then the, another example is bai. In Mandarin, it means 100. It's pronounced in Cantonese as a ba. In order to pronounce this word, you have to open your mouth and be ready to pronounce the consonant k, but you do not actually pronounce it. So like a ba. Now, after we have conquered the tones and we can be a little bit more ambitious, we can go on to construct a tonally regulated line.